What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Stock Bros Podcast. My name is Tony, and today we are going to talk about one of the hottest topics in the world of investing, Bitcoin. So before we get into Bitcoin, please remember to subscribe, leave a like, leave a comment, and let me know what you think. And if you have any questions, feel free to ask, and I'll try to get back to you as soon as I can. So like I said, let's get into it. And I'm going to break Bitcoin down into three categories for you. I'm going to try to make it as simple as possible. This is a pretty complicated topic, and there's a lot of things to cover. So what I did was I broke down the basic essentials and the essential information that you'll need to get a good understanding of what Bitcoin is. So let's talk about a brief summary of what Bitcoin is. Let's talk about the pros and the cons of Bitcoin. And we'll talk about the future of Bitcoin and my opinions at the end. Now, we got to start with where it all began and the origins of Bitcoin. So Bitcoin was created in 2009 by someone that went by the name of Satoshi Nakamoto. No one knows the identity of this person, and experts believe that Nakamoto is an alias and a fake pseudoname. 12 years later, we still don't know, and it's a mystery. And it's pretty amazing that nobody knows for 100% certainty who created Bitcoin. And we're 11 years in now. So to me, that's pretty stunning. But that's just a fun fact of Bitcoin. So now you can tell your friends you know the origins of Bitcoin. <laughs> so let's get into what is Bitcoin and what is the purpose of Bitcoin? I think there's some people that may think Bitcoin is actually a physical coin. It's not a physical coin. It's not something you could hold in your hand. It's not a precious metal. Bitcoin is actually widely known as the world's first cryptocurrency. It's a digital form of cash. It's a way for people to send money over the internet to each other without having to go through a bank or a government. So this means that Bitcoin is actually a decentralized form of payment. What does decentralized mean? Bitcoin eliminates the need for traditional intermediaries like banks or governments to make financial transactions. So when typically when you're going to pay for something online, you have to give them your bank information or your credit card number or your debit card number. Well, there would be no intermediary with Bitcoin. You'd have Bitcoin wallets. So there is no government or bank regulating Bitcoin. So who regulates Bitcoin then? Well, Bitcoin actually relies on a peer-to-peer -peer system, meaning the people regulate the transactions of Bitcoin. I know this is a scary thought because a lot of people that you would be concerned and that seems like an untrustworthy way to regulate, but because the people regulate Bitcoin, there's actually public ledgers or public records. A public ledger records all Bitcoin transactions and copies of these transactions 
are held on servers around the world. So anyone can access the history of a Bitcoin transaction. If I go and send $5 of Bitcoin to buy a sandwich at Subway, and yes, you can do that at some Subways, anybody can go and look on a blockchain, which is a digital ledger, to see that transaction. And I'll get into blockchain in a second. So like I said, anyone with a spare computer can go set up one of these servers known as a node. That's what the servers are for uh, recording Bitcoin transactions. You can set up this node and you can see a transaction. Now, approximately every 10 minutes or so, these transactions are collected by the people that sign up for being a Bitcoin miner or just a peer that has a Bitcoin account. And these transactions are recorded to a blockchain. So you gotta think of a blockchain as a highly secure digital ledger or a digital notepad. So blockchain technology is actually the reason why Bitcoin works pretty well. So like I said, it's a, it's a digital ledger, a digital notepad that records digital transactions. It's as simple as that. Blockchain is secure and it can't be modified unless 51% of the people that record these transactions approve a modification or put a transaction in the blockchain. Blockchain eliminates double spend problems of digital currencies. What's a double spend problem? Well, if I send someone $5 of Bitcoin, who has the real Bitcoin? Do you have a copy of this coin or do you have the original version of this coin or vice versa? So think of it this way. If I have a $5 US, $5 US bill and I go to Dunkin' Donuts to buy a $5 coffee and um, I hand them that $5 of paper money, that $5 is gone. It can't be spent again by me. I can't use that same $5 bill for another transaction. I just gave it to Dunkin' Donuts. So blockchain eliminates the double spend of a digital currency because people, 51% of the people have to prove it, approve a transaction. So it can't be manipulated or duplicated by one person. So that's why it's pretty secure. So that's a rundown of how Bitcoin works and a little bit about the origins of Bitcoin. There's obviously a lot more I can talk about and maybe I will in future episodes, but I wanna keep this simple. So we're gonna talk about the pros and the cons of Bitcoin now. So I think one of the biggest advantages of Bitcoin and one of the advantages it has over other cryptocurrencies is supply and demand. So Bitcoin has a limited supply. There can only ever be 21 million Bitcoins created and they're generated or at a predictably rate or at a, they're generated at a predictable rate, right? So Bitcoin is scarce and it's deflationary. So let me say that again. There can only ever be 21 million Bitcoins. Right now, one Bitcoin sells at around 55, let's say 55,000 US dollars to buy one Bitcoin. So there can only ever be 21 million of those. So it'd be 56 times 21 million, and that's the total market cap of Bitcoin 
at the moment. So it's similar to the way the world used to be on the gold standard and now we're on the fiat currency. If you don't know what that is, check out the last video I just made about how money works. So the gold standard, I'll briefly summarize this. The gold standard is when you have gold in storage and you make paper money or coins based on how much gold you have. So it helps with inflation and because gold is scarce, you can't just go create money whenever you want. So it's the same thing with Bitcoin. So in my, that's a very big pro of Bitcoin is there's a market cap on it and you can't just go create a bunch of a bunch of new bitcoins. There can only ever be 21 million. And that's a big advantage Bitcoin has over stuff like Dogecoin and all these other Litecoin and these other alt cryptocurrencies that are out there. There's so many of them out there. And a lot of them are copycats of Bitcoin. Bitcoin's the original. So more and more companies are accepting Bitcoin as a form of a payment for goods as well. So many companies allow Bitcoins as a payment for certain products. So Tesla, you can actually buy a Tesla right now with Bitcoin. Many companies are also accepting it like Etsy, Shopify, PayPal, Subway. Some Subways, you can go buy a sandwich with Bitcoin right now. Microsoft, I know Microsoft is doing Xbox Live points or something like that with Bitcoin. I briefly read about it. You can't buy everything with Bitcoin on Microsoft, but maybe in the future you will be able to. Even Apple is getting into the Bitcoin game. Apple is allowing Bitcoin wallets to be added to PayPal. So a Bitcoin wallet is just how you store your Bitcoin. And uh, I don't know, I think as more and more companies start to adopt Bitcoin, it could just keep growing more and more. So we'll see, it's to be determined. Now, let's not get it confused and think that there's just nothing but pros to Bitcoin. I'm going to talk about all the cons. So let's get into the cons of Bitcoin. Regulation is a big one. Bitcoin is unregulated by any bank or central government. So there's no SIPC insurance like you would have with other investments and stocks and securities. And there's no regulation. So... Leaving it's, It leaves you legally unprotected should anything go wrong. So you, should your account get hacked or you forget the password to get into your Bitcoin wallet, you could lose all that Bitcoin forever. There's no one to call because Bitcoin is regulated by the peers of people that use Bitcoin. It's a peer-to-peer -peer system. So the other con is many people or many brokerages charge fees for buying and selling crypto. And the fees vary. It's pretty crazy, actually. It's a pretty wide variety of different types of fees that I've seen. A lot of them don't seem to have a rhyme or reason. And some of the fees can be pretty high for buying and selling Bitcoin or any cryptocurrency for that matter. And there have been several high profile cases of Bitcoin exchanges being hacked and funds being stolen. But these services or apps stored the digital currency on behalf of the customer. That was hacked. So what was hacked in these cases was actually the website, not the blockchain technology of Bitcoin. The Bitcoin network has actually never been hacked. 
what have been what has been hacked is the actual apps or companies that you're buying and selling Bitcoin from. So that leaves you very vulnerable and you have to be very careful and pick the app or brokerage that you're buying your crypto from very carefully. And that's why when people ask me what I, what's the best brokerage to buy crypto or Bitcoin from, I don't know what the best one is, but I know that Coinbase is one of the best ones for cyber security. And that's why I use Coinbase. Now, this isn't really a plug for Coinbase because I'm sure there's other ones out there that are really good too. But from what I saw from research, I feel good about using Coinbase. If it's something you want to use, you can use my link and you, you'll get $10 of Bitcoin if you deposit $100 initially to start out. So it's something to consider if you do find yourself wanting to purchase Bitcoin. So let's move on to another other cons of Bitcoins. Now, one of the big cons of Bitcoin is it's not recognized as a legal tender. There could also be some form of government regulation that may happen in the future. We don't know. The government could start getting involved with Bitcoin and start putting forms of various different types of regulations to try to control it and get more taxes out of it. We don't know. What we do know for certain is the governments around the world will find a way to make money and profit off of Bitcoin. So that's pretty much undeniable. We all know that that's going to happen at some point. So the one thing they did do is Bitcoin is already being taxed at property tax rates. And it's not being treated as a currency. That's another big con to Bitcoin is that it's not recognized as a currency globally or anywhere, really. Now, you can use it as a form of payment, but until it becomes a legal tender, it's going to remain pretty volatile and it's too volatile to be a currency. And that's the other con of Bitcoin is it's very volatile. So one day it can gain 10%, the next day it can lose 10%, and it's too volatile to be a currency at the moment. But in my opinion, it is a good uh, store of value as of right now, based on all of the inflation that we're seeing in the economy from all of the stimulus. So we'll get into, those are the pros and the cons, so let's get into the future of Bitcoin. The future of Bitcoin is very unpredictable. It's hard to tell. In my opinion, it's much more likely that Bitcoin is going to go to 100,000 than it's going to go to zero. So I think there's a much higher likelihood that it goes past 100,000 rather than go to zero and you lose everything. Now, the only way that I could see Bitcoin being... Uh, absolutely devastated is one it becomes outlawed by a government or two somehow some way someone actually finds a way to hack the blockchain technology i think both are unlikely i think what's going to happen in my opinion is that governments around the world even just the united states government i think they're going to start embracing bitcoin and i think 
it's going to be one of these things where whoever is the first to actually adopt Bitcoin and take advantage of it is going to is going to be the one that benefits the most from it. So I see a lot more benefits to just uh, welcoming and embracing Bitcoin than trying to outlaw it. Because let's face it, it's going to be almost impossible to make Bitcoin illegal because it's all a code. It's a, it's, it's a computer code. It's going to be impossible to outlaw Bitcoin. And it's, it's a decentralized form of currency. So it would be very, very difficult for the government to try to ban it. It's good. It would actually be nearly impossible to ban it. So it makes a lot more sense for them to just put regulations into it. Now, maybe this could help too. Maybe they'll add some type of SIPC insurance to Bitcoin that may actually be beneficial to people that own Bitcoin. It's all to be determined, but one thing is for sure, more and more companies around the world are accepting Bitcoin as a form of payment. We're seeing it every day. It's becoming more and more acceptable. And I think it wouldn't hurt to throw a couple hundred, a couple thousand dollars into Bitcoin, whatever you can afford. Remember, Bitcoin is volatile. It's more risky than stocks. So if you're gonna put money into Bitcoin, please, please, please only put what you can afford to lose, right? So if you can afford to lose $1,000, put $1,000 in there, let it sit. And you gotta just go with the ebbs and flows of Bitcoin. You're gonna see it jump up and down five, 10%. Every day it can jump up and down all day long. It's more of a long-term buy and hold. Don't worry about the short-term volatility. Just let it ride. Put some money in. Don't constantly check it because you're going to drive yourself crazy. Just put it in, let it sit, let it ride and see what happens. Maybe it could go up to a half a million dollars a coin. It could, or it could go to zero. I don't know. Nobody knows. Anybody that tells you that they know for sure what's going to happen with Bitcoin, they're lying to you. So you can't trust any one person that tells you for sure what's going to happen at the future of Bitcoin. But I think... I think Bitcoin has a bright future, and that's just my personal opinion. I'm not telling you to go buy Bitcoin, but I put my money where my mouth is, and I put a pretty good amount of money into Bitcoin, and I'm just going to let it ride. So if you decide that you may want to buy Bitcoin, you can use my link for Coinbase. I think Coinbase is the best. It's the most secure. It's got the best cybersecurity, and we are dealing with cryptocurrencies, you want to have two-factor authorization. You want to have, you know, two-factor authorization is when they send a code to your cell phone or a code to your email to verify your identity when you log in. And you want to have a sense of security when you're putting into something that's as volatile as a cryptocurrency. So, if you decide you want to buy it, you can you can use my link to Coinbase or whatever whatever brokerage you want to use. And I'm not telling you to go and buy it. I'm just saying if you want to, you can use that. Now, if you decide that you don't want to buy it, I think there are some good reasons not to buy it as well. So I'm on the fence. I really am. This isn't a full-blown endorsement, but this also isn't me completely destroying Bitcoin and saying it's worthless. I really don't know. I can just give you the facts about it. 
can just give you the information that's out there, can give you all the research data, and you can decide for yourself. So hopefully you found this video helpful. And before we go, please remember to subscribe, use my link to Acorns. Uh, I also have a link for public. If you wanna buy and sell uh, fractional shares of ETFs and stocks, if your brokerage doesn't allow fractional shares, you can use public. And Acorns is a great way to invest your spare change into pre-made portfolios of highly qualified, diversified and balanced ETFs. So once again, I appreciate everybody. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And until next time, see ya.